meet you there at eight. Unfortunately for Hamish, Josie decided to have dinner out that night. She stood hesitating in the door of the restaurant. To Hamish's annoyance, Priscilla called her over and said, Do join us. Hamish behaved badly during the meal, sitting in scowling silence as Priscilla politely asked Josie about her work and her home in Perth. She seemed completely unaware of Hamish's bad mood. Josie translated Hamish's discourtesy into a sort of Heathcliff brooding silence. Such were her fantasies about him that, at one point, Josie thought perhaps he wanted to be alone with her and wished Priscilla would leave. The awkward meal finally finished. Priscilla insisted on paying. Hamish thanked her curtly outside the restaurant and then strode off in the direction of the police station without a backward look. Back in her room at the manse, common sense finally entered Josie's brain, and she had reluctantly to admit to herself that it was not Priscilla that Hamish had wanted to leave, but herself. She dismally remembered Priscilla's glowing beauty. She decided to give the job just two more months, and then request a transfer back to Strathbane. The third of the Scottish quarter days, Lammas, the first of August, marks the start of autumn and the harvest season. Lammas, perhaps, had begun as a celebration of the Celtic goddess Lug, and was absorbed into the church calendar as Loaf Mass Day. Lammas takes its name from the Old English half, meaning loaf. The first cut of the harvest was made on Lammas Day in the south, but in Brakey in Sutherland, a county hardly famous for its corn, it was an annual fair day to celebrate the third quarter. For the first time, Josie was to work with Hamish, policing the fair. There's never any trouble, he said, as he drove Josie there in the police Land Rover. The gypsies have to be watched. Make sure the coconuts are not glued down and that the rifle sights at the shooting range aren't bent. It's a grand day for it. There was not a cloud in the sky. It was Josie's first visit to Brakey, her other trips having, apart from Nothen, only been to the remote areas. The town was gaily decorated with flags. A peculiar sight met Josie's eyes as they cruised along the main street. A man covered in flannel and stuck all over with a thick matting of spiky burrs was making his way along the street. "'That's the Burry man,' said Hamish. "'What on earth is a Burry man?' asked Josie. Some folks say he is carrying off all the town's shame and guilt, and others say it's good luck for the fishermen, because all the burrs are supposed to represent fish caught in their nets. He drove to a field north of the town, where the fair was being held. Hamish strolled around the various booths with Josie, stopping here and there to introduce her to townspeople. There was all the fun of the fair, from a big wheel and roundabouts to candy floss, hot dogs and venison burgers. The gypsies, having spotted the arrival of Hamish, made sure he had nothing to complain about. Josie walked along with Hamish in a happy dream as the sun shone down and the air was full of jaunty, raucous music and the smells of frying food and sugary candy floss. "'We're walking along here like an old married couple,' said Josie. Hamish stopped abruptly. You're quite right, he said. It's a waste of manpower. You patrol the left and I'll patrol the right. And with that, he walked off.
Josie sadly watched him go. Then she saw a fortune teller's caravan. She shrugged. May as well get her fortune told. She entered the caravan. There was a disappointingly ordinary-looking middle-aged woman sitting on a sofa. She had grey-permed hair and was wearing a blouse and tweed skirt and sensible brogues. "'Sit down,' she said. Five pounds, please.' Feeling very let down, Josie handed over five pounds. Where were the tarot cards, the crystal ball, and the cabalistic signs? "'Let me see your hands.' Josie held out her small, plump hands. "'You'll live long,' said the fortune-teller, "'and have two children.' "'My husband! Who's my husband?' asked Josie eagerly. "'I canna see one. There's darkness and danger up ahead. Let go of your dreams, and you'll be fine.' "'Anything else? Isn't that enough?'